Hey there, you're listening to Mama's Mission, a podcast that unpacks the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with the Lord while doing all we do in this crazy thing we call mamahood. So if you're looking for a place to get inspired about discipling your kids, get some actual tools to do so, and to make your journey as a mama that little bit simpler, you've come to the right place. I'm Deb and I can't wait to journey with you as we unpack our missions as mamas together. Hey everyone and welcome back to Mama's Mission. Whether you're listening to this while driving in the car, like I tend to do myself, or doing the dishes, heck even if you're in the shower, I want you to know that I appreciate you and that you're taking the time to listen today. Today's episode is titled, What's the Big Deal About Discipling Our Kids? In this episode, I want to unpack what discipleship actually is and why we need to be thinking about it as parents. In specific, I'm going to give you five reasons why you need to be looking at discipling your kids. So without further ado, let's crack into it. A disciple is pretty much defined as a follower of Jesus. After a bit of research, thanks to good old Google, I discovered that discipleship means to find someone to encourage toward Christ, to humbly share what Christ is teaching us, allowing them into your life and world and encouraging them to do the same with others. So let's unpack this a little bit more. As parents, we are to encourage our kids toward Christ. That isn't just by doing one thing, like sharing scripture with them, and you're good. Man, if only it were that easy. There's so much more to it than that. It's been an example to them, hopefully a good one, although let's be real, often that's not the case. (laughs) It's teaching them the word and praying with them. It's a day-to-day thing as well. It's not one day and you're done. Disciple created. Woohoo! Pat on the back parent. This is an ongoing thing. We're also to share what Christ is teaching us with our kids. That means getting transparent here. I don't know about you, but I'm only coming to grips with the fact that being a Christian doesn't mean I need to portray this perfect person to the world. I actually need to be real, and that means showing the true Deb, warts and all. Man, I have so much admiration for some people who are so transparent and just show their true colors, and I don't know, it just makes them so much more relatable as a Christian, or even a person in general. The flip side of that is that we also need to be teachable ourselves, We can't disciple if we're not in relationship with God ourselves and being taught by him and being obedient. I don't know about you, but as soon as you hear the word obedient, I don't know, not a good feeling, but it's something I'm walking in and there's so much fruit that comes from actually pushing my gender aside and just being obedient to him. The next part mentioned is allowing them into your life and world. Well, of course our kids are a part of our world, but how many of us actually do life with our kids, like hang out with them instead of doing a bunch of tasks while we absentmindedly chat to our kids? Don't get me wrong, I don't think we need to be spending all day, every day with our kids. 
I know for one that if that were the case for me, I would go crazy. But it means getting a bit more intentional about spending time with our kids. Only this morning, oh, my daughter was not in good form. And we had had a crazy, crazy weekend. And I just felt God say to me, why don't you actually just go and spend a bit of time with her? Put your agenda aside, what you want to get done this morning, and just hang out with her for a little bit. So I did that. It didn't last for that long, but I think it meant the world to her where she could explain to me what her Barbies were doing when she was playing and how her Barbie had broken her leg and her neck and she had mended her up. It's It was important to her and I'm pleased that I actually listened to the tap on the shoulder from the Holy Spirit. So the last part is that we are to encourage them to do the same. Pretty clear in that. We need to practice what we preach. A disciple is one that learns from a teacher. When Jesus lived on earth, he had his 12 who did life with him. They just hung out all the time and just soaked up everything that he had to say to them. The concept of discipling our kids is a big one, even to me, and I'm passionate about this, but it is doable. Whether we like it or not, our kids are our disciples and we are their teachers. It's a challenging thought. Our kids are like sponges. We hear it all the time and it's so true. They're either going to learn from us the good or the bad. I'm sure we all hear or see our kids doing things and we think, whoops, that's totally me coming out in them. I know I sure have. I'm the first to admit, I will say, well, that is totally her dad coming out in her. I've even actually had people calling things out in our daughter that are characteristics of me. All good things, people, I assure you. This leads into our main part of the episode, which is why do we as parents need to be thinking about this? What's the big deal about discipling our children? So, I'm going to unpack by giving you five key reasons why you need to be thinking about discipling your kids. So the first reason we need to be discipling our kids, number one, I think most importantly because it says in the word that we should. Matthew 28 verses 19 to 20 states, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey there's that word again, everything I've commanded you and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear. There's also another verse that's used in the Old Testament and Deuteronomy that I love in my journey to disciple our girl. You're probably going to get sick of it because it will come up in a few episodes. It's Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 to 9. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. I love this, well, these verses in particular, as they say that in order to teach our kids or disciple them, 
We need to do it in all areas of life. When we're driving in the car, when we're chatting over a meal, when we're getting ready for a busy day, I know this is totally easier said than done, but we just got to get a bit intentional about this. It's kind of hard to start with, but it will get easier. And along the journey of this podcast, hopefully we'll all be inspired to disciple our kids. I think it's just taking it bit by bit, doing a little bit each day. We're not going to tackle this thing in one day. It is going to be a journey. Okay, reason number two, why do you actually need to be thinking about discipling your children? Because if you don't, who will disciple them? This world's a scary place. There's a whole bunch of things that I want to protect our daughter from. Heck, this is why we're even on the homeschool journey at the moment, because as an educator myself, I know what's coming through in the curriculum, and it does scare me a bit. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little scary. And I know that if I don't teach my daughter about God and how awesome he is, where is she really going to hear it? I read somewhere that we can either disciple our children or the world can. Which would you prefer to do the teaching? Sure, we go to church, and I love the teaching my daughter Kenzie receives. Heck, I'm even a leader in the kids' church. The program our church offers is the best. However, I think it would be pretty slack of me to think that all she needs is an hour or so at church, and she'll be right. And that'll be all good for her to grow into a deep and loving relationship with God. That's not even okay for me as a Christian. Church is important, don't get me wrong. But my day-to-day living with God is way more important. If I was just going to church and that couple of hours would see me right till the next week, I don't know, I'm totally doing God a disservice. Like He wants way more than that from us. And if you actually want a real and intimate relationship with him, you got to put in the yards. Just like with a marriage, if I only spend a couple of hours a week with my husband, okay, I think it, our marriage would suffer. You got to invest the time. You got to listen to each other, talk to each other, spend time with each other. And it's the same thing with God. I mean, if we relate this to a food thing, not that I'm a foodie or anything, But I'm sure if I totally indulged food-wise all week, but I ate clean for an hour or so one day a week, I could say with a clear conscience that I ate really well. I think that would not be the case. All right, reason number three. Why should you be thinking about discipling your kids? Why wouldn't you want to share God with your kids? After I gave my life to the Lord at the age of 13, I would love to say that life was peachy from then on out. Most Christians will let you know that that just ain't the truth. But on my journey, I've discovered that life without God wouldn't be worth it. I was reading a book recently called The Papa Prayer by Larry Crabb. I'll listen in the description. And there was a segment on God answering all of a man's prayers. He asked the man to list all the prayers he wanted answered. It started with the most pressing one, please heal my son of his addiction to drugs and help him to understand God's love for him. That's a pretty, pretty decent prayer. But God kept pressing like, okay, I want you to ask a few more. So the prayers went on from there. He prayed for money, success, happiness, 
And after reading some, I thought, geez, if all of these are answered, this dude is going to live a pretty sweet life. At the end, God said he would answer all of the prayers on the condition that from then on, the guy wouldn't know God and God would be silent to him. The guy tore up his paper with his requests. He just thought it's not even worth it. And I love this because I could relate. Why would I want to live a life without God? I wouldn't. Would you? So why would I want my child to have a life without God? Again, I don't. I want her to know the Father's love. I want her to develop a loving, intimate relationship with him that impacts on all areas of her life. And I want that for your kids too. A relationship that's so real that the world can't penetrate it. A relationship that sees our kids not have to make huge stuff-ups as they walk away from God. Sure, they're going to make mistakes. We're not perfect. We are flawed. We're human. But when we're in relationship with God and we're actually taking the time to talk to him and listen to him, life is a little bit more simpler. Okay, so we've gone through three reasons. We're up to number four, getting there. Number four on why you should be discipling your kids is it's good for you too. I know you're likely thinking, how is discipling my kids good for me? And I answer you, how couldn't it be? To disciple our kids, we need to get in the word with them. We need to get intentional about sharing Christ with them. And that can only do good things for our walk. Only this morning, Ken's, my daughter and I were reading the Bible together. Okay, let's be real. I read to her and she listens and looks at the pictures. But in the book I mentioned earlier, um, I'll list it again in the description, the author challenged the reader to think on how we view God. For example, is he a grumpy tyrant, a loving grandparent figure, a vending machine? Dang, that one was convincing. Anyway, I asked my five-year-old what she thought, and she said, why don't I show you mama in the Bible? What? Out of the mouth of babes, eh? So she flicked through and took me to David and Goliath. She said, he made David strong. Okay, yep, he's my strength. She then flicked to Daniel. Okay, God's my protector. Then to Jonah to show he's my teacher. And then to Jesus on the cross to show how he sent his only son to die for me so he and I could have relationship. Whoa, talk about flawed. I felt God whisper, pretty cool how she showed you parts of me, eh? I also remember hearing my friend talk about um, him and his daughter and he got up really early and saw his daughter in the lounge reading her Bible and instead of thinking, oh, there's my daughter all spiritual and feeling super proud, he picked on the fact that she had been playing with the cat food because they have an automatic feeder and she doesn't actually trust that he's feeding the cats properly so she thinks that he's starving them. Anywho, he picked on her for that, gave her a mini lecture, and she looked, you know, upset, and she said, sorry. Anyway, he went to walk off to do the dishes, and she said, Dad, aren't you going to spend any time with God this morning? And he said, honey, I promised that I was going to do the dishes for mum last night. We didn't get around to it, so I'm getting up early this morning so I can get them done for her this morning. This is important. And she said, 
okay, but I really think that you should probably look at spending some time with God this morning, Dad. So he turned his back to her, getting ready, thinking, okay, this is another great teaching opportunity for her. God, what do you want me to say to her in this instant? And he felt God say, "What? say something. What? She's teaching you here. Why are you putting dishes before me? And in that instance, he just was thinking, oh my gosh, you're so right. Why am I? I'm putting these things that aren't important before you. So he put the dishes aside and actually went onto the couch, had some time with his daughter and they read the Bible together. That is such an inspiring thing. As we teach, we learn. Any good teacher will tell you that we have just as much to learn from our students as they do from us. Highlighted by what I just mentioned about my daughter getting in the word and my friend's discussion with his daughter. So we are almost there people. You have done really well for sticking with me. We are on to reason number five. Why should we be discipling our kids? Reason number five is having another disciple created is adding to God's kingdom and it's going to further the chances of others being impacted by God. Linking to the previous reason of why wouldn't I want to share God with my child, I want to add that by creating another disciple, we're adding to the kingdom of God And that can only be a good thing, right? Last night at our life group, we were discussing the end times. And we all confessed to being excited about God's uh, Christ coming, but scared and worried for our loved ones who don't know Jesus. I want my daughter to be there with me in heaven. I want you to have your children with you in heaven. I know that to me, it's not about, that's not the aim of the game, but it's a, You know, it is about having that relationship with the Lord. But I so desire for her to know him. With her knowing and loving God, it's totally going to impact on others in a positive way. Hopefully more will be impacted through her than me. She'll be given her own calling, different to mine, where she can impact others that I can't. And that's the same for your kids. Wouldn't it be awesome if they knew who they were in Christ at a young age and walked in that with confidence? Heck, some adults don't even have a firm grasp of this. Recently, I was talking to my sister-in-law and she made such a great point saying that she really feels that our young people, like our teenagers at the moment, are coming under huge spiritual attack, and they are, and Satan is really clever because what he's getting at is their identity. They don't know who they are. They don't know who they are in Christ and they don't know what their calling is and they don't know how to step out into it. So now they're second guessing a whole bunch of things and this is what the devil wants to do, cause confusion and he's doing a decent job at it. So we really need to be really intentional about leading our kids to God and teaching them who they are in him. So let's recap on the five reasons why we need to be discipling our children. Number one, the word word actually tells us that we should. Number two, if we don't disciple them, who will? Number three, why wouldn't we want to share God with them? Number four, it's good for us too. And number five, 
It's adding to God's kingdom and furthering the chances of others being impacted by God. Well, that's the end of episode two for Mama's Mission. It was a pretty heavy one. Thanks so much for listening. It would totally make my day if anything resonated with you and you're inspired to disciple your kids. Please hit me up on Instagram because that's pretty much where you're going to find me and my handle is a dash of Deb. Until next week, guys, have fun discipling your kids. That does it for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in to Mama's Mission. And if you like what you heard, it would be awesome if you gave us a review. Catch you next week.